This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I mean, I buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Welcome to Get Started Investing. In this podcast, we cover all the basics you need to start your investing journey. Are you joining us for the very first time? Is this the very start of your investing journey? Well, before you dive into this episode with us, our feed is designed to go from the very beginning. So we strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. However, if you're feeling brave, then of course, don't let us stop you. Here at Get Started Investing, we unpack all the jargon and confusing bits. We hear your investing stories with the goal of making investing less intimidating. And of course, we want to have a good time along the way. My name is Bryce and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you going? I'm very good, Bryce. I'm just really proud of the name of this episode. W8. No, wait. wait. <laughs> How can I avoid double taxation? I mean, if that didn't hook people, then I give up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very clever. Uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about, then you will understand what we're talking about. By the end of this episode, we're going to be talking all things... Uh, the W-8 well, Ben form and taxation. Let's, we're going to talk all things taxation on yeah. international investments and how you can uh, make sure you're not paying too much. Yes. Uh, because Very important. the opportunity set wherever you're listening to this as an investor is global. And so um, we've got to build the skills to invest globally because otherwise we're stuck just investing in our local economy. Miners which and isn't banks. bad, but in Australia... You do, you do miss some uh, superstar names. That's it. So before we crack into that small amount of housekeeping, each year we have a community survey and we use that to understand uh, from you guys what you would like us to do more of, what you'd like us to do less of, understand who you are and how we can create content uh, that will help you on your investing journey. We want to get better every year and uh, this is a great opportunity for us to hear directly from you. So there is a link in the show notes as well as on our Instagram page and on Facebook. Uh, the survey, it's only going to take you 15 minutes and for uh, for entering, you go in the prize to uh, to win $500. You go in the draw to win $500. <laughs> you go in the prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For completing the survey, you go in the draw to win $500. So we would really appreciate it. It gives us a great sense of our community, who we're talking to, and uh, really helps all of our shows um, improve on the content that, we're, that we're delivering to you. So we'd appreciate if you take 15 minutes to do that. Now, uh, any more housekeeping from you? That's it. No more like wedding updates or anything that you want to talk about? Not yet. 
Shout out to Institute. Could do a shout out to Institute, but not yet. Okay. <laughs> any uh, any wedding sponsors come through from no, the last I'm, call? I'm, I'm open to it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll wait with bated breath uh, for Bryce's next wedding update. Yes. Um, but look, the reason that we wanted to do this episode was uh, over summer. I was told I had to update my W eight Ben form. Uh, and I ignored the emails a few times. Then they're like, you have four days. Otherwise, you won't be able to invest overseas. And I was like, I should probably do it. And then it was super easy to do. So um, I thought, uh, one, it's a good reminder to just not procrastinate because a lot of the things that you should do are actually pretty easy. That's <laughs> yes. not even an investing lesson. That's just a life lesson. I actually, anyway, I will stop talking about my life. Um, but we thought it would be a good opportunity to invest, uh, to talk about Investing overseas, how that's taxed. Um, but f- before we do, I guess a quick recap on investing overseas. Yeah. Now we have gone through this in a bit of detail uh, midway through last year on our global series. So for more detail on this, check those out. But um, look, how do we actually invest overseas? Traditionally, it has been difficult to invest overseas. When Ren and I first started, we didn't have all the amazing platforms and apps that make it so easy uh, to invest nowadays, but because of these advances in technology and new entrants to market, it's becoming easier and easier to invest overseas. We've got access to the UK, we've got access to uh, New Zealand, US, you name it. But but I think this is universal as well. Wherever you're listening to this, you have platforms that allow you to invest globally. No platform that I could find anywhere in the world allows you to invest everywhere in the world. Uh, eToro, Robinhood, they're close. But interactive, uh, interactive brokers. brokers is close. But, you know, like if I wanted to get into the like the Mongolian stock market, I don't know if any of them uh, offer it. So no one can put their hand on their heart and say we offer you everything, but we're getting pretty close. So then that begs the question, why would we invest overseas, Ren? And look, we're global consumers, so we should be global investors. Yeah. There's no reason that if I'm engaging with Apple and Microsoft and Netflix and all these amazing companies overseas – that I should only be investing if I'm here in Australia in mining and CBA. If you're in America, no reason to look at our stock market or the UK stock market. Well, I mean, I'm looking at a podcast studio. I'm looking at a Sony camera and an Apple laptop and a Rode uh, sound recorder. Sony, Japanese, Apple, American, Rode, good Australian company. Love to see that. But like we, we are global consumers and we're global investors. And if you're not going to find a... A consumer electronics company on the ASX in Australia that gets close to the quality of Apple. So why would you turn down the opportunity to invest in the best? Yeah, and that that holds true across every industry and every countries have specialties at different things. Why would you not jump there? Yeah, the US specializes in tech. Yeah, uh, f- the- find me an iron ore producer better than Fortescue in the United States. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's four big ones and we have three of them. Exactly. So get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, Australia specialises in mining. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, not quite as sexy, but no. hey, you can't build tech without min- uh, without the minerals that go into it. <laughs> True. The the last thing uh, is diversification. You know, your your job is tied to the country that you live in. You, If you own your own home, that's tied to the country that you live in. Why would you have all of your stock investments tied to the country that you live in as well? Uh, any shock to your local economy could affect your job, could affect the value of your house. Diversify your investments overseas to take that single source of risk 
uh, away. So I think that's why we don't need to spend any more time on it. If yeah. you really want us to hear, if you want to hear us give you the hard sell on why investing overseas is important, scroll up in this podcast feed. Similarly, uh, what are your choices when investing overseas? We have covered these uh, choices in our global series. So if you want more detail on these, go back and listen. If you've just started, welcome. Uh, there's three ways that you can invest overseas through a managed fund, uh, through an indexed fund or an ETF, or you can directly invest in stocks through your broker overseas. Now, options one and two don't require the uh, the tax form that we're about to speak about. Uh, and that is because those investing options are usually domiciled or in other words, uh, their home is your home country. They are mm. created and run in your home country. Just because we're talking tax and we got to be nitpicky. Yeah. If the fund manager or the index fund or ETF is based in your home country, then you don't need to worry about it because the fund manager or the ETF provider does, does it, it on, on your, your behalf. behalf. Yeah. If we sitting in Australia go and invest in an American fund, then we actually do have to worry about it. Mm. It's about where the investment is based, be it a fund, be it an individual stock, be it an ETF. That's the the preamble about investing overseas. As we've mentioned a few times, we've done more content on investing overseas. But now I guess we wanted to get into the nitty-gritty of how is it taxed? Because whenever we go, you know, on Instagram or anything and ask um, you know, what questions do people have about international investing, it is a big one that that comes up. So these principles are applicable wherever you are in the world. You know, there will there will be nuances for different countries, but basically if we start at the very beginning, what are the tax implications of investing overseas? Wh- wherever you are in the world, uh, there will be your home country will tax you on global income. So uh, as Australian tax residents, wherever we earn uh, money in the world, we must declare it on our Australian tax return and the Australian tax office will tax us on that. Damn. At the same time, if we earn income in a foreign country, that may be subject to local tax. Maybe. Maybe. Yes. So if we are um, a investing in, Amer- in American shares and American shares pay us dividends, American tax authorities may tax that, but then we have to report it in Australia um, and that's part of our worldwide income, which creates- Hold on, double tax. Which creates the problem of double taxation. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fair. No, how do we avoid that? But you know what? Americans who are American tax residents and have investments in Australia love our iron ore miners and so love the dividends that they pay. So they have the same problem because mm. their Australian investments may be subject to Australian tax and then they have to report to the IRS their global income. And so they also face a double tax problem as well. So our governments in their uh, slow-moving yet infinite wisdom, have made treaties. Nice. (laughs) Well, that's good. And so how does this actually transpire to me not getting double taxed? So these treaties, these tax treaties, basically allow you to stop getting taxed uh, in the country that you've made the investment or that you're making the money and just allow you to get taxed uh, where you're a resident. And that's what a W-8 form or W-8-BEN form does. It basically is us as overseas investors telling the American tax authorities 
not to tax us because we have a treaty with you. So back off. Back off. (laughs) (laughs) For Australians, the ATO website sort of spells it out. If we're an Australian resident for tax purposes, which we are, and we receive foreign income, our income may be taxed in both Australia and the country that we receive it. Um, And if there's not a tax treaty, then the Australian tax office may give us a tax credit here at home but we do have to pay the tax overseas. Whereas if there's a tax treaty with Australia, we can ask the tax authorities in that country to reduce their withholding tax or exempt it from us us from it completely, and that's done by supplying a tax relief form or a certificate of residency. So the W8 Ben, think of it is a tax relief as a form. tax relief form. Think yeah. of it as a way to tell America that you know Australia will tax us on it and you don't need to. Now, if we didn't fill out the W8 Ben form, yep. and this, is, this isn't Australia, it's anywhere in the world, uh, if we didn't fill it out, the US would take 30% yep. of whatever we make. So it's just a higher tax rate that they hit you at, yeah. withholding tax. If we do fill out the W8 form and we sell a share and make money, we don't get taxed at all, 0%. Mm-hmm. If we get paid a dividend, they still take 15%. Yeah, a bit annoying. Yeah. Which, but look, it's better than 30%. It's better than 30%. It's half of 30%. Yes. It's yeah. Exactly <laughs> half. <laughs> so it's a little bit confusing, but I think for me, the long and the short of it is as we invest internationally, there's the problem of double taxation. If we pay tax overseas, we may get tax credits at home, or we can fill out a form like the W8 and just not worry about paying most of that tax overseas and just get taxed on it at home. So, Ren, it's, uh, it sounds all a little bit overwhelming and confusing having to keep up with, you know, if I'm investing in, in the UK, if I'm investing in New Zealand, if I'm investing in the US and they all have different tax rules and different tax treaties with Australia. And what's your experience with this? Is it enough to stop you investing overseas? Now, the great thing is whatever broker you're with, they'll be worrying about the details for you. Yes. So, you know, like you fill out this W-8 form through a broker. And then the second thing that you all have to do if you invest overseas is just keep good records. Because when you fill out an Australian tax return, and I'm sure it's the same when you're filling out a tax return wherever you live, you just have to make sure you're outlining how much like foreign income you earn and yeah. stuff like that. And then the tax office will do a lot of the work for you. Yeah. So keep good records. Um, and fill out the W-8 form and really that's all you have to to worry about. Yeah, well, you barely even have to worry. I mean, I know that Stake is part of their sign-up process, a broker that allows you to invest directly into the US. They fill out the form digitally on your behalf. So oh, really? it's just all part of the process. You, To be honest, you wouldn't even know it's there. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. Then I'm, and then they'll send you, I think, well, the reason you've had to redo it is because it only lasts a particular amount of time. Three years. Three years, yeah. So I, I'm assuming then Stake would then just give you a reminder at three years that we need to redo it, have your details changed, or good, let's keep going. Okay. And, and how arduous was your, your Oh, dude, it was out? so easy. Like yeah. the reason that I didn't do it because I was like, oh, this is going to be like a paper form yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Like it really wasn't. It was put your most basic details in like your name and your address. Yeah. And it was like an online Google form. It wasn't a Google form, but it was similar, Funny you know. It, yeah. 
Honestly, the American tax office might be more efficient if they ran off Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like an online form. It took literally two minutes. Yeah. Now, I did a bit of uh, research before this episode. It's not that experience isn't universal. So Stake and IG making it easy online. There are some brokers that still make you print out paper and either then fill it out, sign it, and then scan it and email it or actually mail it back. Well, we hate paperwork. Do we want to name and shame? Yes, because we hate paperwork. Comsec. <laughs> Great. Get out of here, Comsec. Comsec, get sort it, it get, out. Get a Google sort form. Sort it out. <laughs> get a Google form. Yeah, so look, I think my key takeaway, that could all sound pretty overwhelming and uh, a bit confusing having to understand tax laws and tax rules, but at the end of the day, as we've seen, a lot of the brokers really help you understand this and, and do it on your behalf, but it, it should not be something that puts you off investing internationally. So we went, uh, we went out to our Instagram audience to ask uh, what questions they had that, and we'll answer some of those in, this, uh, in, in the second part of this episode, including uh, I actually went into my tax return and looked through how you record some of this stuff. So I'll reveal how much foreign dividend income I earned last year. Nice. But, <laughs> but before we do that, uh, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So Bryce, as I said before the break, as part of this episode prep, we went out to our Instagram audience and asked if they had any questions about investing internationally and how that's taxed and how we have to manage it as retail investors. Uh, we got a few questions. We got a fair few questions that came back. Um, so, so the first question we got was, how do you recognize international investments on an Australian tax return? And for our non-Australian listeners, this uh, principles probably apply, but this won't be super relevant, but it's worth answering. So how do I do it? Well, you mentioned it uh, probably five minutes ago. There is a section on our uh, on our tax return or that is for foreign source income and foreign assets or property as part of our Australian tax return. And so it's pretty clear. That's where you're going to put in information about dividends, capital gains that you may have sold stock, and Ren, you, you, you had a bit of a cliffhanger for us. Yeah, uh, I actually pulled my tax return from last year and had a look. So yeah, as you said, uh, there's that section where you fill out your foreign income, section 20 actually, nice. if people are playing along at home. Uh, so I actually had a look at how much foreign sourced income I made. Yeah. $556. Nice. All in dividends. All in USD? Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's you actually don't have to split it out by country. You just say what your foreign source income was. Yeah, okay. And no, sorry, uh, you convert everything to Australian to AUD. dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a managed fund section as well where it asks for any foreign income you you earned. But then, uh, importantly, there's a you attach a capital gains schedule. the The options there that it basically goes like, what capital gains did you make on shares in companies listed on the ASX in Australia, and then what other capital gains did you make on shares? And then it's like, 
what capital gains did you make on real estate situated in Australia and then what capital gains did you make on other real estate? And so like the other for each of those categories, it's also the same for unit trusts is overseas. Yeah. 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 That's, that's how you do it. There's specific sections where you put your international income and your international capital gains. But I think the most important thing is if you have a complex tax situation, well, to be honest, if you have a tax situation, full stop, go and get professional help. Yeah. It'll be worth it in terms of the tax size of your tax return. And for me, I we actually use the accountant we use for equity mates to do our personal returns and it was super easy. Yeah, <laughs> it's worth it. Um, yeah, and the cost of a tax professional is tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. the following year. Is it the following year? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. Good to know. Because you've probably done it in the next tax year. You make a great point. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's keep moving through. Do I need to complete this form if I invest in exchange-traded funds? Not if they are listed in your home country. Yeah. Yeah. So if we are based in Australia and we invest in an ETF that is listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, even if it invests in overseas companies, the fund manager deals with the the tax admin for us and we just have an Australian ETF that we report on. Yeah, that's it. Straightforward. So, Ren, to close out, we've got some quick fire, non-tax related but international investing related questions that have come in from our community on Instagram. So, hopefully, we've been able to answer the tax side of things. Uh, if you have more questions, feel free to hit us up. There's so much to understand, yeah, but yeah. also go and speak to a professional yeah. because it is all specific to your personal situation. But here are some others from around, uh, for, from a more generally focused on international investing. So, Ren, first one, how do you deal with currency risk and do you wait for the exchange rate to get better before investing in US shares? So, there's no perfect answer to this question because it's your own investment decisions and we can only talk about what we, how we approach it ourselves. But basically, well, the way I approach it is the exchange rates move every day, but over the long term, they sit in a pretty standard range um you know the australian dollar to us dollar generally trades around like 70 to 80 cents and there have been times in our life when that's gone to either extreme uh just after the global financial crisis the australian dollar reached the same as the us dollar it was like one to one mm. and at different times the australian dollars got really weak against the us dollar it's got it, you know, it, it was trading at like 50 cents in the early 2000s. So there are times when it goes to either extreme, but generally it sits in a pretty standard range. Yeah. And so for me, unless it's hitting one of those extremes, I don't worry about exchange rates. Yeah, me either. If it, we hit parity again and one Aussie dollar buys one US dollar, maybe that's a time to say US stocks are the go because my Australian dollar is really strong um, and so you put more in. But I think over the long term, the exchange rate isn't the thing that's going to determine your return. The performance of the companies themselves is what's going to determine the return. So next one, what is the best app for investing overseas or investing in general? Well, you love getting these questions, so why don't you answer that one? <laughs> There's no one best app and I think there, there, there might not ever be, maybe if we build one, but... um. <laughs> 
<laughs> there is no one best app. It really all depends on what you want. And we've done plenty of content around this. But I think what is important to re- remember is that brokerage is becoming cheaper and cheaper across the board and is now becoming more of a commodity. So then if you're if your brokerage is cheap, you need to start looking at what else you're looking for in an app. What access does it give you? Like what markets is, if you're looking for New Zealand and US markets, then there are brokers that do that. Uh, you know, what sort of resources and information do they, are they going to provide you with? What sort of support? All those sorts of things yeah, even, you need to consider. Even like simple things like the user experience. Like mm. if it's not intuitive and it puts you off investing, then yeah. it's not the right broker for you. That's it. But yeah, I agree. For me, it's about access and about cost. So, for for my personal decision, all I care about is what is it giving me access to and how much do I have to pay for that access? Yeah, there, There's plenty of names out there. I don't think we need to list any because they're advertising literally everywhere all the time. They have massive advertising budgets, so people are probably <laughs> familiar with them. We uh, advertise them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good. It's really easy to switch. It's really easy to have multiple brokerage accounts. So yeah, don't let it put you off. Yes. So two more. First one, do we get US or foreign dividends the same way we get Australian dividends? And I think this is referring to being paid out. Yeah. But long and the short of it, yeah. Like uh, you'll get it in paid into your brokerage account in the same way that Australian dividends do. There are some nuances like uh, the ability to do a dividend reinvestment plan isn't really there for most overseas stocks. But in terms of actually getting the cash, there's no extra hoops you have to jump through. And uh, you mentioned this at the top of the show, Ren, but uh, final one, is there a broker that allows me to invest in every country? No, but it's getting close. Well, at least not as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Great answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, maybe, we're not sure. They're getting closer. But they're getting there. But find me an investor that like wants- Like the Iraqi, Iraq, you know, well, that, are we talking like all public markets here? Well, or well, what, what? I, what I was going to say was find me an investor that wants to invest in every country and I'll find you an investor that has too much money. Yeah. Because seriously, like there's, a, what, 196 countries in the world, maybe more. No one should have 196 positions in their portfolio. Well, do the, do, are, well are there even 196 individual public listed like exchanges? Well, some exchanges are- uh, have, some countries have multiple exchanges. Yeah, but like would uh, would Fiji have an exchange? Yeah. You reckon? 100%. Okay, interesting. I'm going to Google that right now. Let's not close this episode out until but I find While Ren's Googling, uh, that does bring us to the end of the episode. So uh, a massive thank you for sticking with us and also uh, for joining us if it is your first time. A reminder, it would be great if you could fill out the survey, community survey. The link will be in the show notes uh, or on our Instagram page. And uh, yeah, it's been an enjoyable start to the year. If you have any questions that you'd like us to cover on Get Started Investing or would like to join us on the show to talk about some barriers and hurdles that you're facing, then hit us up at contact at equitymates.com. And if you could rate and review us as well, that always goes a long way to uh, help other people find the Get Started Investing community. So Ren, what is the answer? Does Fiji have its own so the market? South, the South Pacific Stock Exchange is a stock exchange based in Suva, Fiji. <laughs> there you go. I, I don't believe any but, Australian brokers give you access to that now, but if one of them wanted to give access and then wanted to send us to Fiji <laughs> yeah. to speak to some of Fiji's best companies, hey, we're open. We're for open. <laughs> we're open. But that brings us to the end of the episode. 
Ren, as always, it's been great and we'll pick it up next week. Sounds good. Get Started Investing is a product of Equity Bates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal or tax advice. The hosts of Get Started Investing are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equitymates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of Get Started Investing acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.